Good morning, everybody. Looks like the announcements have returned in podcast form, so it's good to be back. It's the week of January 8th, 2022. Hope everyone's having a good week so far. We've had a pretty mild week with weather, a little rain coming in, a cold front coming in, so I have a little, probably a few days of a little chillier weather, but uh, looks like no winter weather is predicted that I've seen in the next uh, few days at least, so that's, uh, that's a good thing. Hope everyone had a great uh, holiday season. We're now into 2023, and we're excited to get rolling into 2023 to keep doing what we do. So we're excited for that. We'll be a trivia question. We'll do the return of the trivia here coming up in a little bit. Since we haven't had one in a few weeks, we're going to do a $30 gift card this time. So if uh, once I ask the question, you're going to email Gary Emmons, and I'll put your name into a, into a list for a drawing to... Uh, we'll draw that next week, so you have a full week to, to listen, and we'll put your name into a hat, and we'll draw one out randomly, and that person will win a $30 gift card. So at some point during the episode, pay attention, listen for that, and we'll, we'll go through the trivia question. We're going to start with a few announcements here. Please remember to notify the referral team whenever you become aware that an FCM has changed on a case. This can become especially important in urgent situations when it's critical that someone reaches the current FCM as soon as possible. If you have any questions about this, make sure to please reach out to your super supervision. It's important to always keep all accurate information for all of our cases um, in, our, in our system so we can make sure that if we, if we do need to get a hold of anybody, so phone numbers, um, addresses, family case managers, uh, foster parent changes, anything like that, it's very important to make sure we are updating that information. It's also essential that we work collaboratively when sharing cases, both internally and externally. If you're sharing a case with other IHBS team members, then you should be communicating with one another on a weekly basis, and that's at a minimum on a weekly basis. A group text can be a great means of keeping everyone aware of what's going on, sharing information about upcoming CFTMs, discussing any safety concerns, etc. We should also be collaborating with other providers when sharing cases with the appropriate releases signed. Your team leader can offer additional guidance. So remember, when you share a case with your coworkers here at Ireland, everyone should be communicating at the minimum once weekly to make sure we have all the updated information. We're all on the same page with treatment plan goals. Uh, we're sharing any issues, concerns, but also sharing uh, uh, any uh, victories, any wins, any progress we've made towards a goal. So make sure you're all talking at least once a week when you share a case with someone. And lastly, uh, per the field staff practice guide, even if placement is related to the client, you will never list the placement's name in any documentation. We're going to make sure we're keeping, especially when it's a foster parent situation, but in all situations when children are in a placement, they were referring to them as placement, referring to them as foster parent. Um, we, we definitely want to make sure we keep the anonymity of the foster parents in these situations. Um, so just make sure that we are not naming the placement by name in any of our documentation. As we start off the new year, we all know that uh, it's, uh, it's going to be tax, tax season soon. Um, typically, uh, our W-2s uh, for the year will be sent out and they'll be available on uh, our paycheck stub system. So if you don't ever register for that, make sure you're getting with HR on that. But do you regularly review your check stubs? This is the time of year. It's a perfect time to review them to make sure everything looks right. You also want to make sure pay rates, deductions, and taxes are correct. If you notice something doesn't look right, we can take care of it early in the year rather than 
when you're filing your 2023 taxes next year. If you don't have your login information or need help logging in, please reach out to Elizabeth Atterbury or another member of the HR department and we can help you. Like I said, you would definitely want to make sure you're reviewing these things on a regular basis. Mistakes don't happen frequently, but it's possible. I want to make sure that if uh, you know you see that there's not enough federal income tax coming out of your paycheck, that we that you could do another W-4 and fix that if you wish. But now's a good time, first of the year. We do have our first paycheck of the year coming this coming Friday, so it'd be too late to do a new uh, W-4 for this year. But if you want to do a new W-4 for 2023, reach out to the HR department. We can get this set up, and that'll go into effect on the second paycheck of the year. It's always important to review pay stubs just to make sure everything's looking looking right. I'm going to review this one more time because it wasn't done in a podcast fashion last time. But last week, the Department of Child Services released their fatality report for um, 2021. Uh, the Indiana Department of Child Services investigated 271 child deaths in 2021 and determined that 60 of those were a result of abuse and neglect. The annual report of child abuse and neglect fatalities in Indiana details the circumstances leading to each fatality and highlights the risk factors that put children in danger. The death of any child is a great loss for the families and communities, DCS Director Terry Sickton said. We need to be able to learn from this report and make meaningful and lasting change to increase awareness of the risk factors that lead to these tragedies. Improper sleeping arrangements, including co-sleeping, remain a leading contributor to infant fatalities. Other common risk factors listed in the report were substance abuse, failure to supervise a child, especially near a, near a body of water, and driving while intoxicated. DCS is legally required to review all child fatalities that fit under the following circumstances. For children under three years of age, uh, the death is sudden, unexpected, or unexplained, or involves allegations of abuse and neglect. And then for children three or older, the death involves allegations of abuse and neglect. The full report can be found on DCS's website, but for our work, it's a stark reminder of the importance of the work we do each day and the critical piece of ensuring safety in these homes. The safe sleep education is such an important piece of our curriculum with parents and could very well save a life. So it's always important to make sure we're keeping these things. Like I said, the, the leading cause uh, is, is the, is the co-sleeping or the unsafe sleeping practices. It's a regular standard part of our curriculum and we're making sure, especially when there's children under, under one year old, that we're definitely viewing that safe sleep space every single time we're in the home. You may see that crib completely empty the first time. Next time you go in, it's full of a bunch of items that you know that that child has not been sleeping in that. It's an excellent uh, time to talk to the parent about where is the child sleeping and reviewing the safe sleep education again. And of course, talking about what could happen in the event that these are not followed. Another reminder on driving, say we haven't had much winter weather, but it's a great reminder starting off the year. You know, we definitely want to uh, have a goal of reducing the amount of uh, accidents and claims we have every year on our company cars. Uh, driving defensively is the best way to prevent yourself from entering and having a, a car wreck. One thing I always talk about, whether it's bad weather or good weather, slowing down, following all, all speed limits and, and, and zones, giving yourself more time to break, which means increasing your following distances. And typically increasing your following distance can do nothing but good things, giving you much time to react. Being a defensive driver includes keeping your head always uh, on the road in front of you, like checking mirrors frequently, keeping your head move moving, of course not driving while you're distracted, 
trying to anticipate what other, other drivers around you are going to do. Um, it's a very good way, but slowing down, increasing your following distance is a great way to do that. In parking lots, we see a lot of accidents and dings and little, little in parking lots. Try to do yourself a favor and park where there's fewer cars around. Make sure when you're backing out of a spot that everyone around you is, uh, is also not backing out at the same time. Trying to park in, in situations when you can pull out and not have to back out. We do have great technology in our cars with a lot of safety features and bells and whistles, but we can't always rely on those. We want to make sure we're continually looking uh, for any danger around us, any people, any stationary objects. But please, as we start the year off, let's make sure we're driving very safe, we're driving very defensively, and that uh, you know we're keeping each other uh, safe, number one, and we're also reducing the amount of accidents that we have throughout the year. Open enrollment for benefits start today, everybody. January 11th through January 23rd is open enrollment. All our plans for insurance take effect February 1st, 2023. If you are currently enrolled in IHBS benefits or expect to enroll on IHBS benefits in 2023, your attendance at one of the open enrollment meetings is required. If you're not currently enrolled or do not plan to enroll in benefits, we do encourage you to attend just to see what's all out there for you. During these meetings, we'll discuss plan changes, being a smart shopper, provide some tips on wellness. Meetings will typically last around an hour and can be billed at CPD CEU time for hourly staff. First meetings are set up for today. A link will be sent out approximately 30 minutes to one hour before each meeting. There will be a different link for each meeting. You only need to attend one of the meetings and I don't need an RSVP, so meaning you don't need to tell me which meeting you're going to. Session 1 starts at 9 Central, 10 Eastern today. Session 2 will also be today starting at 11 Central or 12 Eastern. We have two more sessions on tomorrow, which is Thursday, January the 12th. So Thursday, January 12th, again starting at 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Session 4 will start Thursday, January 12th at 11 Central, 12 Eastern. And then we'll have two more sessions next week on Wednesday, January 18th. This will also be beginning at 9 Central, 10 Eastern, and then our last session next Wednesday will be at 11 Central and 12 Eastern. I've emailed this out, emailed it out again yesterday, so make sure that you're reviewing that if you didn't get all these times, or if you can always go back and listen to this. And if at all possible, please make sure you're connected to Wi-Fi when attending any virtual meetings, not just this one. Again, you only need to attend one of these informational meetings. And again, for hourly staff, you can build this as your CPD CEU time. Again, meetings will last about an hour. We're going to have our representatives from Shepherd Insurance present. So if you have specific questions, you can ask those during the meeting. They're also available after the meeting if there's certain things that, you know, we want to make sure we're respecting your privacy. And that way you can talk to them not during the meeting. They're available to you outside of these meeting times. Let's go and do trivia. Reminder, please email your answer to Gary Emmons, which is gemmons at ihbs.us. We're going to talk about the trivia this time is when you share a case with a coworker, at a minimum, how many times should you communicate about the case? So again, when you share a, a case with your coworkers, at a minimum, how often should you be communicating with coworkers to update them on any information in that case? Email that, inf that answer to Gary Emmons, gemmons at ihbs.us, and you will be entered into a drawing for a $30 gift card that we'll draw next week and announce on these announcements. Do you have January Parent Cafe called Out with the Old, In with the New? Parent Cafes this, uh, this month are Tuesday, January 17th from 11 to 12.30 Central or 12 to 1.30 Eastern. 
And then there'll be a second option on Thursday, January 19th from 5.30 to 7 Central or 6.30 to 8 Eastern Time. If you have any questions, please reach out to Deborah Cooper at 812-483-8369. Always follow them on uh, Facebook at IHBS Parent Cafe to keep up if you don't remember the dates. Uh, on information on how to register for the meetings. If you do have any questions, reach out to Deborah. The flyer was emailed out to everybody, and there is a QR code that you can simply scan to give you the information. Um, if there's parents that you think would benefit from the Parent Cafe, please provide this information to them. I'm sure they would appreciate it. It's really great information of this service that we offer. Our Staff Cafe, this is for our workers and uh, for you all is going to be on Tuesday, January 31st from 9 to 10 Central or 10 to 11 Eastern Time. The topic for this particular, for this month is, you had a bad day. So we'll be able to talk about once you've had a bad day, some ticks, uh, tricks and some tips on how to, you know, talk to someone, what are some things that you can do to re-energize yourself if you've had a bad day. Remember our staff cafe is a relaxed, judgment-free opportunity for IHPS 10 members to contact and build professional and personal vitality. Again, this was emailed out to everybody. I'm sure Deborah will send it out one more time prior to uh, the January 31st. Uh, if you have any questions, again, reach out to Deborah Cooper on that. And then lastly, I'll we'll talk about Recovery Community Cafes. They're going to start in about a week. They run January 17th through March the 7th, 2023. Remember, the Recovery Community Cafe is a virtual eight-week series that helps individuals in recovery from substance use connect with supportive community and build resiliency. Each week, they talk about a different topic. These are going to start on January 17th. They're going to be held on every Tuesday evening on Zoom from 5.30 to 7 Central or 6.30 to 8 Eastern Time. The first topic on January 17th is Understanding Oneself and Anchors in Recovery. If you have any questions whatsoever about uh, our Recovery Community Cafe, please reach out to Amanda Colvin. Amanda is one of our recovery coaches. Amanda can be reached at 812-583-1480. Or you can reach out to Deborah Cooper. Again, Deborah's number is 812-483-8369. You can also email either one of those. And uh, also, who can participate? Basically, anybody, all ages and stages of recovery are welcomed as well as those who are supporting someone in recovery. Well, that's going to do it for this week, guys. We've got open enrollment starting today. Six meetings, two today, two tomorrow, two next Wednesday. Hope to see you all there. I'll be sending those links out somewhere between 30 to 60 minutes prior to each meeting. Again, you have to check your email for that. I'll also text you to let you know the email is there. Looking forward to seeing everybody. On those, have a great week, everybody. Remember, I answered the trivia question. $30 gift card will be randomly given out. Again, how often, at a minimum, should you communicate with those that you share a case with? I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. Thanks, thanks for doing what you do, everybody. Take care of one another. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.